you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. On today's NFL Fantasy Live podcast, we preview all of Sunday's games. We look back at the games from Thanksgiving Day and look at the playoff schedules moving forward from those six Thanksgiving Day teams, not to mention spot starts, waiver wire pickups. It's Black Friday, and we give you the best bargains in the history of the NFL. It's the official fantasy show of the NFL right here. Your podcast, NFL Fantasy Live, starts now. Matt Money Smith alongside the Admiral of Fantasy Four Warnings, Akbar Abaja, Biamila, and NFL.com senior fantasy analyst and editor, Michael Fabiano, Marcus Grant, and Adam Rank. And Marcus Grant, <clears throat> going to spit that out correctly. It's a very presidential name, Grant, you know. Uh, with the latest fantasy headlines as we head into the weekend, remember you can join the conversation by tweeting using the hashtag NFL Fantasy or sending your questions to our show's Twitter handle at NFL. Fantasy, you're be all right? Yeah, wait. I'm good. Let's good. do it, man. A little stuff, but I'm good. Trip the fan out of your body because we got Ravens, Steelers, Flacco, Ray Rice, Roethlisberger. The man. First, Ravens possession, third and goal. Joe Flacco connects with wide receiver Torrey Smith from seven yards out. Got him, touchdown. coach. Ravens 7-0 would extend it to 10-0 at the half. So let's get to the third quarter. Steelers inside the Ravens 10. Roethlisberger. Many Sanders. And yes, Ben, you like to run around. Uh, I was there so hoping that was Antonio down. Brown, and it wasn't. Yeah, Ben got you on that one. Steelers trail, 13 to 7. Get it, Manny. Steelers down by 12, second and goal on the one, and Levian Bell, handoff in the end zone. How good has he been? He is a fantasy genius with that little Carlton Jones. 19 14 now. Uh, very scary moment. Levian yeah. Bell um, looked like he had a second touchdown. The helmet comes off. Wow. And the touchdown will end up going under review. You see the contact here? A hilarious hit there. Absolutely. You see the arms. And here's the uh, explanation of why it wasn't a touchdown. There's helmet came off with the ball positioned at the one-half yard line. By rule, the helmet comes off, kills the play. Therefore, it's third down and goal at the one-half yard line. So here you go. Two plays later, Steelers, fourth and goal at the one. Roethlisberger, Jericho Cotchery. Steelers now down 22-20 with a minute and one timeout left. They need that two-point conversion, and it's Roethlisberger to Manny Sanders. Looked like he had it. 
but he didn't. And the Ravens win 22 to 20. Get a look here at the production from that contest. Your fantasy points led by Levy and Bell, 19.6. Ben Roethlisberger right behind a nice quarterback point production of 19.38. Manny Sanders in double figures. And then you see same deal over there for the Ravens with Joe Flacco and Torrey Smith, Justin Tucker with the 16. So hopefully you started that field goal kicker. But we get started with Le'Veon Bell. And uh, obviously, the good news, he's got, it's a Thursday game, so now you've got 10 full days to recover before you have to play again. But certainly a scary moment on the field. Yeah, a very scary moment. And that was obviously the right call, especially when you talk about, you know, the helmet coming off. you got to stop play for that situation. But when you talk about the production in, in Le'Veon Bell, uh, he has been a treat for fantasy players. I called him a fantasy genius just because he's got a lot of potential. I think, you know, going into this next game, this is going to be a question mark. I mean, how how long will it take before they clear him yep. and for him to meet his baseline? So let's go to pushing it forward and what we saw in this game, Michael. We saw a productive Keith Miller for the first time in a contest. How do you feel about him moving forward? It was the first time in a long yeah. while that he's had a stat line that fantasy owners can actually smile about. With that being said, I don't know that I trust him going forward as more than a borderline tight end 1-2. He hasn't been consistent, and I want consistency, especially now, guys, with the playoffs just around the corner. Well, and I'll add to that by saying the reason why he hasn't been that and he has only one touchdown is because Jericho Cotri has been taking a lot of those Correct. touchdowns right. as the number three wide receiver. Has eight touchdowns, more touchdowns than Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. And here, by the way, option. is the Steelers' playoff schedule as you get a look at it here. You have the Dolphins, Bengals, and Packers. Nothing formidable now that that uh, Bengals you know, defense has been ravaged by injury. So let's flip it forward to the Baltimore Ravens, get a look at their playoff schedule for your fantasy team, Vikings, Lions on a Monday night, and the Patriots. And that, of course, brings us to, I think you could argue, the most disappointing player in sure. fantasy football this season, likely a top five at the best, probably top ten at the worst pick, Ray Rice. Yeah, and two of those three matchups are brutal, especially the one against the Lions money who have been so good against the run. They haven't allowed a touchdown in, what, seven and a half weeks, yeah, something right. like that. So Ray Rice half, yeah. really has been a guy who you're holding your breath with. Every time you put him into your starting lineup, he's no longer a must-start, though. If you have backfield depth, I'm starting some of these young kids. I'm yep. starting a Le'Veon Bell. I'm starting a Zach Stacy. I'm starting Jennings. a Giovanni Bernard. Correct, a Rashad Jennings. Ray Rice is no longer a must-start. This has just not been his season. Yeah, and I'll tell you, the reason why is yes, they have the change in the run philosophy, but also, too, because of uh, Bernard as well. He's been able, he's been taking away a lot of his carries. He had nine carries. You just give him those nine carries back to Ray Rice. That's 20 carries. Maybe he does a little bit more, has a little bit more production and there, but it's just it's yeah. a lost cause hey, for Ray Rice. The line's bad. been, yeah. been very bad. Don't, yeah. don't lean on the name, lean on the production Correct. for your playoffs. All right, Steelers-Ravens, only a small portion of the Thanksgiving <laughs> fantasy leftovers we're serving up today here on NFL Fantasy Live. We've got Raiders, Cowboys, and Packers Lions recaps coming shortly, but for now, let's send it over to Adam Rank and Marcus Grant for your latest fantasy headlines. Thank you, Money. The professor, Marcus Grant, and I here with your latest fantasy headlines for Friday, November 29th. 49ers receiver Michael Crabtree is expected to see the field on Sunday for the first time this season when San Francisco faces off against St. Louis. This is great news for fantasy owners who held a roster spot for Crabtree. But, Marcus, should you start him this week? I'm not starting him this week. He's been out all year. The Achilles a tough injury to come back from against a pretty good Rams secondary. I hold off for right now. Yeah, it's somebody that... It's a good name. We keep talking about a good name value, but somebody to leave on the bench for right now. But let's take a look at the latest injury information from around the league for Black Friday. 
Some of the bigger names out there, Matt Forte, Brandon Jacobs, and Noshawn Moreno. Adrian Peterson, we always talk about this every week. Why is he fourth? Why is he fourth on this list? Zach Stacy, <laughs> D'Angelo Williams, Steve Smith, Antonio Gates, Jordan Reed, Julius Thomas, some of the big names we'll be watching now. Panthers running back D'Angelo Williams is in jeopardy of missing Sunday's game against the Buccaneers. Williams has been held out of practice all week, including Friday with a quad injury. Who is the Panthers running back to go with you? Well, if, if D'Angelo Williams isn't going to play and it's not looking too good right now, Jonathan Stewart is the guy you plug in there. But temper your expectations there. I mean, Mike Tolbert is still a good goal line back. And you, as you always know, Cam Newton is good to run one or two in himself, too. So just uh, you know, be very cautious about what you're doing. Very cautious. I like that Mikey Tolbert, though. It's Such whole, a fun play. It's a, he's, a, he's a fun play. All right. <laughs> Broncos running back Noshawn Moreno is dealing with an ankle injury he suffered in last week's loss to the Patriots, but he practiced Friday, and the Denver Post says Moreno was moving better at Friday's practice. Are you encouraged by this? I am encouraged by this. No, Sean Moreno is the guy who's probably the, more, the better all-around back for Denver. He's a good pass protector, which we've mentioned before. So that certainly keeps him on the field. Just be cautious about this injury, what it, ha- what it does for him. But if he's playing, I like to put him in the lineup. But I want to rest him because I think I already have the bye week sewed up, so I don't want to rush him out too early. Look at you, Mr. Fancy too, Pants. Is it too early? Look at you, Mr. Fancy Pants. Why can't the Broncos pay attention to what I'm doing? <laughs> Vikings running back Adrian Peterson returned to practice Friday, and Coach Leslie Frazier said, Though Peterson isn't 100%, he will be fine for the Bears game. Is there any chance you would play Toby Gerhardt? Uh, a very small chance, but if you have Adrian Peterson, you're putting him in your lineup, even if he's not 100%. This is par for the course, him not practicing during the week, and the way the Bears' defense has looked the last few weeks, he is primed for a huge, a huge game. But Toby, a banged up Bears' defense. I, look, if you want to be fancy, you want to – I do. Wanna, I, 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 I forgot I wanna, who I'm talking to. So, yes, play Toby Gerhardt. I want to rest <laughs> Sean Moreno and put in Toby Gerhardt. All right, let's stick with the NSC North in that game in Minnesota. Bears running back Matt Forte battling a slight inj- knee injury after hyperextending it in Week 12 versus the St. Louis FC. But the good news here is Forte is back at practice, so do you go ahead and put him back in your line? Yeah, I'm playing Matt Forte. If he plays for the Bears, he plays for you. He's been too vital to that offense. I know that you know they've been throwing it around to, to Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, but Matt Forte is a big deal in that offense. So if he's on the field, I like the way he looks against that Viking defense. Huge deal still in the mix there for the playoffs in the NFC, so they've got to play him now. Be sure to set your DVRs for our late airing of NFL Fantasy Life for all your latest injury news and updates from around the league. Tune into that 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific here on NFL Network. And still to come with your fantasy playoffs on the line, we're breaking down Sunday's full slate of game. Find out which will be our fantasy matchup of the week. But when NFL Fantasy Live returns, toss the mashed potatoes and ham into the microwave and pull up a seat as we go back for seconds and break down yesterday's games in Detroit and Dallas. He's in for the touchdown. Deep again, and it's caught by Smith. Echo hangs in, throws, caught, touchdown, Torrey Smith. On first down, Stafford has it knocked out of his hand. Touchdown, Green Bay. Now the handoff, untouched, as Bush into the end zone for the lead. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. We told you, we gave you the main course. Here are the sides. What is it, sweet potatoes, marshmallows, Green bean casserole, Tony Romo, Matt McGloin. We get things started with Terrence Williams. Hey, what's happening, Terrence? Raiders scoop it up and score, uh, and that's that. 24 yards for a touchdown. That would be Raiders wide receiver Greg Jenkins. Raiders up 7-0. Second quarter, first and goal, Raiders. And here it is, running back Rashad Jennings. Handoff, McGloin, Jennings. 
touchdown. It's funny, he's got to be he's got to be one of the five best waiver wire pickups in fantasy football. You're this just saying that because he's on your experts league. Team yeah, he is. Come on, to you fans. How about Demarco Murray? By Good the way. way. Off tackle, four-yard touchdown. That was his second TD of the game. Cowboys now down 21-14, third quarter, first and goal Cowboys. And Tony Romo. Oh, finally. There you go. A little bit of production, Brian. 61 yards and a touchdown on the day. And now we get to the fourth quarter. Cowboys at the Raiders eight. Hands off to Murray. And again, Murray gets in to the gold zone. Third touchdown of the game. 28.2 fantasy points. Cowboys up 28-21. Now eight minutes left in the fourth. Raiders in the red zone. McGloin, corner of the end zone. Nah, that would be Brandon Carr. Cowboys win. Cowboys win. The Cowboys win. 31 21. I did that for you, you're, you're mixing it up. That's the Yankees and the Cowboys. Who would, oh, who would root for both teams? That was great. I love it. right there on your right shoulder. That's who. Here oh. you go. Thanksgiving fantasy recap from that second game of the day. It was the meat. You had the two bread on the outside, you know, the Ravens Steelers. Yeah. See what I'm saying there? Those gotcha. slice of bread right here in the middle. It's oh, the, yeah. meat. the meat. And you see DeMarco Murray there, 28.2 points. And look, it's fun to look back, but here, because it is. Week 13, we're trying to figure out doing, you know, doing playoffs. Week 14, in a lot of cases, sometimes it's 15, 16. So let's look forward, Adam okay. Rank and Michael Fabiano. And to look forward, you look at playoff schedules for the Dallas Cowboys. And guess what? Pretty, Pretty darn favorable if you got a lot of Cowboys on your fantasy team. And you see the Bears, Packers, and Redskins. Safe to say we feel good about DeMarco Murray. Oh, <laughs> man, I love that. That Bears matchup's going to be unbelievable. Uh, I think the Packers, Murray? too. The Packers, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. But you know what? I say 1,000 yards. Let's start with Tony Romo. You know, it's the holiday season. Why not be negative? Why not be angry why? about everything that's happening around you? What's happening with Tony Romo? What's that going on? That is a good question because he has not been able to take advantage of matchups. Over the last three weeks, he hasn't scored more than 16 fantasy points in a game. And you like the matchups moving forward. Bears, Packers, Redskins, but suddenly Tony hasn't been able to produce. I don't know that you can trust him as a high-end QB1 at this point, guys. He's got to show me something here. Yeah. Poor Tony Romo. He's playing the best football of his life and the number one Cowboy fan right here talking about how awful he is. He's playing fantastic. Yeah. He's doing everything he needs to do to help the Cowboys win. It's not helping our fantasy. My fantasy points true, here says he's not doing so well. He's, he's a true conundrum for true, our senior yeah. editor oh, of man, Fantasy so Sports tough. here at NFL.com. He loves his oh. Cowboys. Romo and the Cowboys in control of the NFC East. What do you think he wants? He wants a fantasy win or the Cowboys win? Nah, the Cowboys have been so miserable for so long. I I need a Cowboys win. So, Cowboys.com reports that Lance Dunbar gone for the year. You know, horrible injury for the young man, certainly. And it just speaks to what we mentioned with DeMarco Murray. I mean, talk about a stretch of games where you lean on Murray, you feel good about drafting Murray high, and know that even if it's going sideways for the other team, they're going to probably continue to run Murray against those just porous center of the defensive lines against and Packers it, and Bears. You know, and it's something that Bill Callahan's wanted to do the yeah. entire season is get a little balance there, and that's what we're seeing. And it's not doing very well, yep. for our, again, for our fantasy teams. For the Cowboys, it's looking pretty good. Well, looking forward for the Raiders, Fabs. Uh, you see the Raiders playoff schedule here, and it's okay. It's the Jets, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. But what Raiders are you starting if you made the playoffs? And what Raiders it's did just, you start to get you there? Yeah, it's it's one just guy. Rashad Jennings. One and guy. hopefully he's okay. He's, he suffered that concussion in that game yesterday against the Cowboys where he took an inadvertent knee to the back of his head. But if this guy is okay, he is going to be the starter. And forget about Darren McFadden. Yep. This was not a committee. It was 17 carries for uh, Rashad Jennings, and it was only five for McFadden. McFadden was clearly not the better back. He hasn't been the better back all season long. Rashad Jennings is the guy you're going to start, and the only Raider 
that you can Raider. really trust right now. The only Raider. The only Raider. Rashad Jennings. All right, let's get to it. The other game, our third and final. Look, we worked our way backwards. We went to Pittsburgh <laughs> and Baltimore, and then there you got Dallas and Oakland. So now let's get to our first game of the day, which is our last game we look at fantasy-wise. I wonder why that's the case. Hey, man. Is he going to get another huge contract after this game against Detroit? Have that record game? Yeah, not so much. Here we go. Second quarter, Lions at their own 20. Stafford. Stripped by Morgan Burnett. Comes up with the ball in the end zone. Touchdown. Yeah, buddy. He's my IDP guy. He is not your IDP guy. He is. I'll show you the league. Wrong with you. 10-3. Packers. Now Reggie Bush. Easy touchdown. How about this? 117 rush yards, 65 receiving yards. The touchdown. Lions on top now 17-10. Let's get to the second half. Lions third and 10 at the Packers. 20. Stafford back. Calvin Johnson. In oh, the no. slot, he's going to get field. tackled at the one again. No. no. He's going to trot there into the end zone. Lions rolling 24-10. Megatron with that score and 101 yards receiving and a slam dunk. Now one minute left in the third. Hey, the Packers going to get it going from their own end zone. Matt Flynn, aren't they? No. Uh, and no, Dominican Sue sacks Flynn oh, for Gently, the gently. Don't, don't want to get fined. That's right. Lions up 33-10. to 10. Four minutes left in the fourth here following the safety. Lions, garbage time, fantasy points. Joy Bell. He had a nice game. He did it's a very nice, nice game. game. And you would say normally there, what? I would normally say that helps no one, but, but it helps me. Oh, because you had Joy Bell going. Finally, let's get to it. Stafford for a true. Well, it does help somebody because Stafford threw the touchdown pass. You know Kevin Ogletree, one-handed touchdown. He's your favorite, Babs, a former Cowboy. Ogletree. <laughs> And I believe, believe Rodgers said something along the lines of, hey, uh, Maddie, you know, you would have lost that game by seven touchdowns if I were the starting quarterback. <laughs> oh, when will you come back, Aaron Rodgers? Fantasy fans got to know. James Jones, 7.9 points. Look at that Lions defense on the bottom there. 22 points, nearly triple the output of James Jones, the highest point-producing Packer. So we do it again here. Let's look forward. Let's not look back. Playoff schedules for the Lions and the Packers and how we feel about, let's just start with the Lions. And we get a look here at the Lions playoff schedule. You see it, the Eagles, the Ravens, and the Giants, and it's kind of mixed bag. Uh, so, it is. So why don't we get started? Reggie Bush. What are we doing with Reggie Bush? Two weeks ago, Jim Schwartz said he wasn't a mutter, didn't do a whole lot against Tampa, but he had a whole lot of production here. He is what we thought he was going to be coming into the season. A perfect fit for Scott Linehan's offense. A guy that suddenly we can trust. You have to take that brittle tag off of him because he has been more than durable over the last three seasons between Miami and Detroit. Adam, he's a must-start at this point. Absolutely. Each and every week, he will be carrying your team through the fantasy playoffs. And I like some of these matchups, too. But, again, he's a must-start going forward. All right, and let's talk about that uh, Lions defense. I mean, wildly productive against the Packers here, 22 points. They have not allowed a rushing touchdown in eight and a half games. That's amazing. And you look at the stretch they'll have in the playoffs, Eagles, Ravens, Giants. Is this a spot start? Is this a must start for those three games? What do we got? This is a streaming defense. Yeah, certainly one of those teams are going to put into the shuffle machine and then play a couple of times. I like that they sack the quarterback so much. It makes their deficiencies in the secondary a lot less what a lot yep. lessened Larson? Um, they all I don't know what I'm me. saying. I know what you're saying. How about you? It makes their second Here very we go. better. The Packers playoff schedule. Let's go look at it. By the way, I was just told in my ear, it's not Cowboys.com. There's something there that we don't want the people to see. It's Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys.com. Oh, <laughs> I believe I now just drove traffic to oh, Cowboys.com. With that I know. Message. But I want to absolve myself of any responsibility. <laughs> so here you go. Packers playoff schedule. Falcons. Cowboys and Steelers when we look at the the, I mean obviously it starts with Aaron Rodgers and Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers says he wants to be back for week 14 how do we feel about 
an Aaron Rodgers-led Packers offense, if in fact that's the case. I'll tell you something, I feel a heck of a lot better Certainly. than I would with a Matt Flynn-led Packers offense, which was an abject disaster against the Detroit Lions. But what does it mean? Let's say, let's say Rodgers comes back. Do you now start James Jones? Do you now start Jared Boyd? I mean, is that what we're talking about if it is going to be Rodgers in Week 14? How much more confidence do you have in Rodgers than a guy like Matt Flynn? Jordy Nelson, I, I would still argue <laughs> that he's a guy you're probably okay. starting week in and week out unless you have really good wide receiver depth. Boykin is a PPR guy, in my opinion. James Jones is a guy who's no more than a three, even with Aaron Rodgers in the game. I know the president likes to pardon turkeys on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I wish he would give me a presidential pardon for starting Jordy Nelson. <laughs> I started Nate Burleson. I should have listened to you. You Against mentioned it earlier me, this week. I, I forgot yeah. to yeah. thank you for that. I don't know what I was thinking. Jeremy Ross took my touchdown. Oh, dude, Jeremy Ross. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Thursday Night Football returns on Thursday, December 5th with an AFC South showdown as the Texans take on the Jaguars. Where will you be? Thursday Night Football returns December 5th, 8 p.m. Eastern live on NFL Network. Oh, the facetiousness is spread on as thick as goat cheese. Three games in our <laughs> rearview mirror. But what does the road ahead have in store for your squad? We're breaking down the remaining Week 13 schedule and answering all your pertinent fantasy questions. I thought the Lions played the Jets for some reason in the weeks there. Instead of a fantasy live presented by Jetco. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Here you get a look at the Week 13 NFL schedule. 75% of the teams in the NFL are within a game of a playoff spot. So some highly competitive contests this late in the season. They will be a plenty. You see some of the highlights there. Cardinals and Eagles speaking of playoff spots and division crowns. And here, the rest of the games. The Rams still fighting the 49ers, of course, holding on to that sixth and final playoff spot in the NFC. So why don't we focus in on a handful of our signature games of the week on NFL Fantasy Live. And remember, you can always participate in our NFL Fantasy Weekly Pick'em by visiting NFL.com slash Pick'em. Participate in that Weekly Pick'em Fantasy game. You can select winners for every game, accumulate fantasy points for each correct pick. See how you stack up against our experts and the Hall of Famers from NFL Network. You sign up today at NFL.com slash Pick'em. And as I said, we are going to focus on a couple of the key matchups, key fantasy matchups, as a matter of fact. So, Marcus, why don't you get us started with should, what should be a point palooza in the, hey, speaking of uh, presidents, the Hubert Humphrey Dome out there in Minnesota. <laughs> what, what do we got there? Uh, I'm going with the Bears and the Vikings. I think the Bears win this one in a game that could be kind of sloppy, but I think uh, Chicago pulls out a 30-27 to victory. The guy I'm looking at, though, Martellus Bennett from the tight end spot. I know it's been a frustration and a half for fantasy owners to pick a tight end, but Bennett was very good against the Vikings in week two, 76 yards, a pair of touchdowns. And the Vikes have been, well, they've been pretty bad on defense, but they've been really bad against tight ends this year. They've given up the fourth most fantasy points to the position over the last month. I think Bennett really steps up and plays well for fantasy owners. The other guy I'm keeping an eye on on the other side, Cordero Patterson. Look, if you're starting a Vikings wide receiver, chances are you're not talking about the playoffs. But if you're forced into that position, Cordero Patterson is the man to have. Greg Jennings has been an afterthought in that offense. And Cordero Patterson, 20 targets in the last two weeks. He's uh, catching the football. He's getting close to the end zone. And so if you're going to take a chance on a Vikings guy, that's the one. All right, I heard the bell. I think that means we move on. Akbar, <laughs> you're going to go ahead and take the game of the week out there at Arrowhead. Broncos and Chiefs part two. 
Yeah, part un, deux, trois. Well, look, I, you don't have to count in French, but, but here's what I'm going to say. This is going to be an AFC West showdown right now for that top spot, and I like the, the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game 24-21, and I know a lot of people like the Broncos in this game, but yes, now I'm going to look at this defense, though, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're thinking, well, how are they going to win this game? It's not going to be by the defense. It's going to be the other two parts of the game, that special teams and offense, but when you look at this defense right now, since the bye week, they have been horrible, really really bad this defense in the first game they going up against the Broncos they had trouble with the blitz they couldn't get pressure on Peyton Manning that cost him but on the other end when you look at the offense though I like Peyton Manning I mean I think Peyton Manning is going to do well against this defense uh, we just talked about the pressure they weren't able to get now all of a sudden they're going to get a little smart try to apply extra pressure and he's going to pick them off go to his hot route get those guys active and Decker Wes Walker and the whole crew. I like Peyton Manning to ball out, big, yeah, you but not I mean, win. It is it is remarkable how bad that Chiefs defense has been since they lost to the Broncos. It is dead last in points, dead last in yards. And well, this it's was that week ten by week that got absolutely them. Yeah. got them man. and halted their momentum. I'm going to focus in on the Chargers and the Bengals playing out of Qualcomm Stadium here in Southern California, San Diego. I will take the Chargers to gain the victory don't like the Bengals even though they've managed wins since the loss of Geno Atkins that is such a big hit to the inside of that line and that's why I like Ryan Matthews this week 300 plus yard games this season that is tied for third most in the NFL he has had 12 plus fantasy points in three straight games and contract year yes contract year which is why the close of the season going to be important for Ryan Matthews I also like playing Giovanni Bernard not just in this game but for the rest of the season you see it right there 15 plus fantasy points in two of the last three we talked about how tight these races are now with the Ravens winning yesterday over the Steelers the Bengals simply have to play their studs they don't have to appease Ben Jarvis Green Ellis anymore they've got to take care of the ball that takes care of them and that is Giovanni Bernard rank where are you going I'm going to go with the mid-card game of the NFC East. It's like the, it's like the fight, you're, it's a fight you're waiting for until Manny Pacquiao comes out. It's the Giants and it's the Washington Redskins. I like the Giants to win this game 23-19. And one of the guys I'm going to be keeping an eye on, well, partially, is Hakeem Nix. Now, Matt, you're talking about guys in contract years? Yeah. Hakeem Nix didn't get the memo because he's gone the opposite way. He's trying to prove that he doesn't deserve the big-time money, even though the Raiders will probably give it to him next year. I'm just going to name <laughs> But if you look at what he's done this season, he's had fewer than nine fantasy points in eight of the ten games this season. He's not very good on the road. He's had fewer than six fantasy points in his last two games against the Washington Redskins. I like to look at the history, and I'll have a little bit more on the history of Eli Manning coming up a little bit later in the show. But on the other side of the football, Pierre Garçon is a guy to keep an eye on. He has been the top target for RG3, if there could be such a thing, because RG3 hasn't really been what we expected him to be this right. season. But Pierre Garçon has, has put together some nice points, some nice games, but still, he's a mid, he's another mid-card guy. From mid-card, a mid-card, mid-card game. <laughs> Do we, I don't think it qualifies as irony, but the fact that Akeem Nix is finally healthy for the first time right. in oh, the season, and his production's been terrible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, here we go. Randall. We mentioned that uh, we all picked the games. Here's a look at the aggregate. Marcus Akbar, me, and Adam in there. Um, so, yeah, clean sweep for the Bears, the Chargers. Akbar likes the Redskins. The rest of us like the Giants. And uh, I did not pick the Chiefs-Broncos game. Well, because I'll be on the call of the oh, Chiefs-Broncos And it would be wildly irresponsible of me wildly uh, to do that. <laughs> when we return, we're plowing through more fantasy game previews for Week 13, which contest will be our fantasy matchup of the week. You'll find out when NFL Fantasy Live presented by Geico returns. 
Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live again. The three games played yesterday, Thanksgiving Day. The Lions put it all over the Packers. First victory for Matt Stafford against the Packers in his illustrious Lions career. You see the top scorer there, Reggie Bush with the 22 points. Cowboys and Raiders, it was DeMarco Murray with three touchdowns on the ground and the 28 points to help lead the Cowboys to victory. And, of course, it was a wild one in Baltimore as the Ravens topped the Steelers 22-20 and Le'Veon Bell gave you darn near 20 points. So let's keep it going. Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano with our Sunday capsules, our previews here for you, the fantasy fan that needs to qualify for your postseason in a number of cases. Why don't we get started with the Titans at Indianapolis taking on the Colts and what to do with Chris Johnson. You, yeah. know, you start Chris Johnson. Yeah, I know. I, I like Chris Johnson this week. Yeah. He played very well against the Titans a couple weeks ago, or uh, against the Colts a couple weeks ago, and I think he, he continues that, that run. Yeah, this is a guy who has really been sort of a roller coaster from a statistical perspective, but you're still starting him. The running back position is just so unpredictable this season that when a guy is a featured back and he's had success against a team, you're starting him. Well, and not to mention, remember, the Colts have fallen behind considerably. And this is a, this has been a trend all season long. This is not the Peyton Manning Colts where they jump on you by two touchdowns and then you got to throw the ball to keep up. You don't. They're falling behind. You can run the ball, and that means good things for Chris, uh, Chris Johnson. What about Trent Richardson? And when I say what about Trent Richardson, I mean... What the heck about Trent Richards in the last two seasons? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know that I actually cut him in one of my leagues? Just I, let him go. I'm, I'm done. I am finished. I think Donald Brown is a better option. The last time they played the Titans, he had a couple of touchdowns, over 20 fantasy points. This is the guy to play, guys. We're in week 13 here. Trent Richardson is what he is this season, and that is a done massive done. disappointment. Done and done. No more starts. The playoffs, you need to qualify for him. You make it into the postseason. He cannot be in your Can't starting Can't trust lineup. him. He's had good matchups this year and has done Nothing. Right. And I think it's, it's, it's about how he's running the ball. I mean, right. he's really trying to pick and, and dance around in the backfield. Donald Brown, behind the same offensive line, he's one cut and go, Absolutely. and he's been a lot more effective. Well, let's get to the Patriots and the Texans. So it's in Houston. It's in the Dome. No inclement weather. So let's talk about who we can trust in this particular game, and that is coming off a 100-plus point, two, or 100-plus yard, I should say, two-touchdown performance, Julian Edelman. I got to be honest with you. I am more confused with Bill Belichick and his offense than I have ever been about any offense in my entire career doing fantasy football. Last week it was Edelman. Maybe it's going to be Amendola this week. Maybe it'll be Tompkins this week. Here's two things I know about the Patriots. Number one, I'm not starting Stephen Ridley because he can't hold on to the football. Number two, I'm starting Rob Gronkowski. That's probably about it. I like Brady this week too. But even Brady, he hasn't been great overall from a fantasy perspective this season. The one guy that I, I trust more than anybody in that offense right now is probably Shane Vereen. Yeah. I mean, with the way the PBR, running back rotation sure. goes, I mean, no he, he catches the ball out of the backfield. He's been the guy who's least likely to fumble. And he'll get more touches with the fumble issue from Stephen Ridley, just straight carries Absolutely. instead of, like you said, being Absolutely. a receiver out of the uh, backfield. What about Dennis Johnson? What do we do with Dennis Johnson? Dennis Johnson, I, I don't know that I trust him enough to play him. And just because you talk about being confused about what Belichick is doing, last week we were expecting it to be a whole lot of Ben Tate. All of a sudden, it's a whole lot of Dennis Johnson. They are just as liable, speaking to the Texans, to suddenly go back to Tate next week. If anything, Dennis Johnson makes me nervous if I have Ben Tate on my bench or if I'm thinking about putting him in my lineup just because with the Texans out of contention at this point, there's a chance maybe they go to DJ the rest of the way. Get a little look-see, huh? Yeah, Get a little absolutely. look-see there. And, and the Patriots Johnson. are really tough on running backs on the road, too, so this is not good all the way around for DJ. All right, let's uh, let's get to our what we like to call the fantasy game of the week, and that is Arizona at Philadelphia, a 1 o'clock Eastern game that you will see 
on Fox, and we get it started with the most prolific quarterback in the history of the NFL <laughs> over a five-week stretch. <laughs> Nick Foles, who's got to be a fantasy must-start moving forward, right? Has to be. And people look at this matchup and say, wait a minute, this is the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals are much better at home than they are on the road against quarterbacks. They've actually allowed an average of right around 18 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks when they're playing on the road. If I get 18 points from Nick Foles, I'm smiling all the way to playoffs. Start him. Yeah, done and done. What about the other quarterback, Marcus? Carson Palmer has been solid. The interceptions have been cut down. He's putting up big numbers, certainly did last week. What do we do with Carson Palmer on the road in Philadelphia in inclement weather? Well, I think if, if you don't have a great matchup, if you're if you're questioning your quarterback spot, I think you take a chance on Carson Palmer. I mean, he's been fantastic. He, as you mentioned, he's cutting down the interceptions. He's not turning the football over, which have really been his big bugaboo during the season. On top of that, he's bringing guys with him. I mean, a, a rising tide has lifted a lot of Boats in the desert, so Larry Fitzgerald has been better. Michael Floyd has really been a breakout star the last few weeks. I, I like Carson Palmer against the Eagles this well, week. Well, you know what? Since you made a bugaboo reference, I'll go ahead and say <laughs> you want to look at the cat's pajamas. Take a look at this board right here. It is uh, Michael Floyd. You mentioned him. And Riley Cooper, not your number one. You think, obviously, in Arizona, that would be Larry Fitzgerald. You think Philadelphia, it's Deshaun Jackson. But it's the supporting cast that has been stepping up big time. Riley Cooper has been a very big pickup for a lot of fantasy owners this season. Yes, he scores in bunches, but you have to like this matchup based on the fact that Patrick Peterson will likely see a lot of Deshaun Jackson. So Riley Cooper is a nice three. He's a borderline two or three, in my opinion. Uh, And at the other spot, Michael Floyd, 297 yards, one touchdown in his last two games. The Eagles have not been able to stop the pass on a consistent basis this season. All of a sudden, He is just as good and just as valuable out there as any number two or three receiver in fantasy. Not to mention, he came on our show, he called his shot with 100 yards. He did. Marcus, I'm going to put the screws to you here, all right? It's nut-cutting time. You got both (laughs) these guys on your roster. You got Riley Cooper and you have Michael Floyd. Which of the two do you want to start? I'm going Michael Floyd. He's had the hotter hand recently. He's getting more targets. I like him. All right, well, this is our fantasy matchup of the week, so let's get into the running back situation in Arizona. Injury concern with Andre Ellington. So does that raise our value for Rashard Mendenhall? It does. He is more of a flex now, more of a guy that you can have a little bit of confidence in. And, you know, I'm I'm wavering a little bit here because it's (laughs) Rashard Mendenhall. But we're in the nitty-gritty time. If he's going to be the featured back, For the Arizona Cardinals, and you know Bruce Arians likes to use him, especially near the goal line, he suddenly has more value. You don't have to worry about Ellington stealing carries. Mendenhall's the guy. If he's the he's guy. a flex starter. Yeah, if he is the guy, there is no Ellington in the mix. If that's how it plays out, you are comfortable starting him as a RB3 slash or RB flex, I guess is what Correct. we would say. Correct. In that flex. But all right, here we go. Here's our projections. You see Carson Palmer there, 19. Nick Foles, 15.7. Richard Mendenhall listed as a 6.5, but that could change based on how events play out over the course of the week. And you take a look down there at the bottom. The Cardinals defense. Remember, Patrick Peterson, good returner. Special teams eh, in Philadelphia could be a sneaky play if your spot's starting your defenses. And they're always underrated from a defensive standpoint in fantasy football. Yep. All right, here we go. Matt Ryan or Eli Manning, which is a better Week 13 start? Can Jordan Cameron regain his early season form? Adam Rank has the answers next in his weekly likes and dislikes when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Hey, everybody, it's me, Adam Rank. Every week I publish my likes and dislikes in sports, TV, movies, and so much more. This week, we take down the remake of Roadhouse, which I'll take part of the blame for because all of my Red Dalton references. But let's go to the fantasy football. My first like of the week, Matty Ryan. That's right. I said like. 
And this might be the most surprising thing you've heard all day until I tell you that Akbar had never heard the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song until today. Surprising? Yes. But what does this have to do with Matt Ryan? Nothing. I'm stalling because this is a tough matchup for him, but he has thrown six touchdown passes an average 324 passing yards in three games against the AFC East teams this season. And I have to believe that he has some pride, right? All right. How about a quarterback I don't like this week? And it's Eli Manning. I also don't like him as a fantasy starter. But if you look at Eli's career against the Redskins, it's not good. In fact, there hasn't been a guy who has done this poorly in D.C. since James Buchanan. Yeah, Google that. And now our stat maven Bill Sedell's favorite stat of the year. Eli Manning has thrown a touchdown pass or less in 16 of 17 career meetings with the Redskins, so leave him on your bench. Let's go to a running back I like, and it's from the Colts, and it's, wait for it, Donald Brown. Yeah, he had a bad game against the Cardinals last week, but stop living in the past, people. The Titans have allowed the fifth most points of fantasy running backs this year, and Brown has scored four touchdowns in his last four games against the Titans, including two against them in Week 11. And a running back I don't like, Stephen Ridley. We never quite know what's lurking in the mind of Bill Belichick, but I know he loves three things. Collecting game programs, scrapbooking, and running backs who can hang on to the football. Unfortunately, Ridley is not one of those three things. Ridley fumbled last week against the Broncos and was promptly whisked into the Patriots' wit sack. We might not ever see this guy again. And finally, it's my man Jordan Cameron, who I officially like this week. Jury hasn't been the same since he appeared on the Dave Damashek football program, but he's got the Jags this week. Jacksonville has allowed the most points of fantasy tight ends over the last month, so this is a great start for Cameron. He will be targeted a ton, so keep him in your lineup. Now, you want some more of my likes and dislikes? Well, that's rhetorical because I'm going to show you anyway. Nick Foles, MJD, Keenan Allen, Kobe Fleener, all good starts this week. Guys who I do not like, RG3, Darren McFadden, Miles Austin, and Jordy Nelson. But time now to send it over to Matt Money Smith and the guys for the Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight Spot Starts of the Week. Money? Now, did you notice that, guys? Did you notice the, what was in the dislikes? Something a little weird, right? Does, does Adam Rank think he's smarter than everybody <laughs> else? Does he think that he can? Can we? Is there any way we can get that back up again? Let's see this. I, try, no, no, yes. I don't want to see you rank. What, what? That dislike board, is it me or was that a little uh, Jordy? Ne- oh, what do you know? There what? it is. Let's see. I see Jordy Nelson. He played yesterday. Okay. okay. Miles Austin. How, how did, how did he, he do? Yesterday. How did he do? Yeah, yeah it turns out there was <laughs> a dislike. Uh, how you know, dare you? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll give how, you a- dare you, <laughs> how dare you insult our viewers by thinking I will, you can you know, pull how about this? I'll give you a dislike. And I'll give you another one. Uh, Jarek Boykin. Oh, How about you just give us a spot start? And by the way, Warren G. Harding. Much more worse than Buchanan. We and can, much you more know, we, oh, we can like debate that about that. Just later bring that on. out right there. What's your spot start for the week, right? I'm going to go with Josh McCown. He's got a great matchup this week against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, if you look at the Bears quarterbacks historically, they haven't performed very well when they are in Minnesota. But I think that with the matchup and with some of the other quarterback options you have out there, McCown's a pretty good option. And, of course, you have anybody who's throwing to Brandon Marshall who's got Matt Forte back there. It's a pretty good matchup. So Josh McCown is who I like in money. I know this will be your first time to give us a spot yeah. start of the week, but I want you to? to pick a guy from that game for all the fans out there in Sandwich, Illinois. <laughs> Sandwich, Illinois. All right. From Sandwich to Bourbon A, I'll go with <laughs> you. Adam McCown has a good game, and Alshon Jeffrey, who is 
The man he's been targeting the most also will have a good game. 37 targets in his last three games. And when you look at the stats of wide receivers against the Vikings, no surprise why you take a number two guy opposite Brandon Marshall. They don't have a second cornerback to keep up with one. They're going to have to pick their poison. 24 receiving TDs allowed this season. That's the most in the NFL. The Vikings allow that, not to mention one-plus receiving TD every single game against the Bears in each of their last 11. Alshon certainly likely a must-start moving forward considering how much Josh McCown likes throwing to him. But just in case you have one of those number one, number two draft picks on your roster and you weren't going to start him, let's not do it. So how about it, uh, Akbar? What do you got for a spot well, start? You know, I- I'm going to go with Brandon Bolden. I really like Brandon Bolden because when you look at this Patriots offense, you go back to week 12 against Denver. They had fir- three first-quarter fumbles, and that was that's big time. I mean, that doesn't happen under Bill Belichick. And now all of a sudden, you need security in this run game. And I think Brandon Bolden provides that. You look at Steven Ridley, and what he's done. I'm not sure that Belichick really trusts him. He lost a fumble in the first quarter, and not only that, he's had three straight games with a lost fumble. That's unacceptable when it comes to Bill Belichick and that offense. Bolden's the guy there. All right, how about it? We got a running back, we got a quarterback, we got a receiver. What are you doing? We're doubling up on something, right, Marcus? We're going back to the quarterback spot. Do you believe in Fitzmagic? Because I certainly do. I am on Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. Everybody has talked a lot about what's going on with the Indianapolis Colts and their offense. And certainly Andrew Luck has had his struggles, but they've been falling behind big in games. And that has a lot to do with their defense. And the Colts are giving up a lot of points to fantasy quarterbacks, especially at home this season. And Ryan Fitzpatrick has played very well since taking over for Jake Locker. He has a new favorite target in Kendall Wright. Justin Hunter is emerging in that offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick has scored 23 or more fantasy points in two of his last three. Played very well against the Colts a couple of weeks ago. And I think this is a week where you can plug him in and find yourself getting 17 to 18 points from him. Well, and certainly when you think about our forefathers and a beard that that man presents, it just <laughs> seems to go right with the time of the season. All right, there is the board, a uh, selection and a point projection of what you can expect according to those fine four experts. Watch oh, what Brandon a quartet. Bolden ball out. Yeah, 11 points for Brandon Bolton. All right, those are Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight Spot Starts of the week when NFL Fantasy Live returns. How might weather play a factor in your push for the playoffs? Our fantasy meteorologist, Jim Kosek, has his eye on the Doppler and is coming up with a full report. We're back after this. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Oh, there are weather patterns and storms and freezing rains and jet streams aplenty. And for all of our fantasy analysis when it comes to the weather, we go to our fantasy meteorologist, Jim Kosick from ABC4 in Salt Lake City. What's happening, Jim? Money, you know darn well, Mother Nature's a mad scientist with a little bit of cold air funneling in along the eastern seaboard. But the beauty? There's not much in terms of wet weather. The lake effect machine will be broken by Sunday. Stormy weather rolls on in through the Pacific Northwest. So what's the bottom line here? Nothing in the wet weather department but the cold. Check this out. Let me arm you with a little bit of science here for crying out loud. The average high this time of year in Arizona, 70. Yet they got to play in the 40s at the link. Woo! Do the math. Average high in Dolphin Land, 80. They're playing in the 40s as well. Average high temperature in Jacksonville, 70. They're playing in the 30s. Whoo! But at least the lake effect, uh, again, in Cleveland, unlike last week, is not going to be a concern. And also in New Orleans, I said in New Orleans, in New Orleans, there we go. Even though they play in a dome, the average high here is 67 degrees. They're playing in the 30s. There may be a leftover sprinkle in Florida, but I think here the wind is a huge concern. So bring out the call, everyone. 
MJD hasn't played in the cold this year. Neither has Tannehill. So take a flyer on these guys right here. Last time Palmer played in the cold, 70 quarterback rating. 70 for crying out loud. We know Mendenhall stinks, so you take a flyer on that every single week. And Pierre Thomas, hey, 7.3 yards per carry last week. But in the cold in Seattle this week, I say, "Uh uh-uh. And while I am missing the beard... Black Friday shopping always cheers me up, especially if you got me something good. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, and you use that term loosely, Jim. God bless you and yours. All right, here we go, guys. It is time for the two-minute drill. We okay. used all of our timeouts, so we're going to make it a 90-second <laughs> drill, if that's okay. Are we ready? Let's all go. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Here we go. Better. Week 13 quarterback Josh McCown or Andrew Luck. Marcus Grant, go. I'm going with Josh McCown. Luck has been struggling against that Viking defense. I'm taking the Bears guy. Did you not hear me? It was my spot start of the week. Of course I'm going with Josh McCown. Well, I'm, I'm different from all of you guys. I'm going Andrew Luck against the Titans. What? One of these kids is doing his own thing. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fantasy Genius question. Should I start Frank Gore and Kendall Hunter? No. You start right. Frank Gore. No. no. And man. or? Or and? Or. or. What commercial is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing it. Or and? How about or? Let's Frank go Gore. Or. Frank Gore? I'm going Frank Gore. All right, how about this one? Week 13, better week 13 wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton or... Marvin Jones. Akbar, you start us. I, I like Marvin Jones against the San Diego Chargers. Marvin Jones. T.Y. Hilton's been banged up. I'm going T.Y. Hilton. I think he breaks up. Really? Oh, How come he doesn't get the sweep? I was going to do my Oski the Bear hands behind the back dance for the Cal Bears. Here we go. Who should I start? Maurice Jones, Drew, or Freddie Jackson? Rank, you start us. I'm going to disagree with Kosick's call. I'm going to say MJD in the cold, notwithstanding. All right, Marcus. They've been feeding him the football. I'm staying with MJD. Here, Here we go. Give him the That's rock. it. I'm Stop going it. With- oh, oh, like an apple. That's going to do it for us here on NFL Live, a big thanks, Fred Jackson. All right, to all the NFL Network and NFL.com crew and the behind-the-scenes folks that spent their Thanksgiving holiday right here, away from their loved ones, all in the name of bringing you that crucial information to get that coveted fantasy championship. Remember, if you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out our daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast at NFL.com slash fantasy. We'll see you Sunday morning at 1130 a.m. Eastern on the NFL Red Zone at NFL.com. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.